Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Board, aka the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter semi fame. And today we are going to do a little bit of a spin off episode for you for reasons that have possibly been explained prior. So, a little bit of a spin off, unconventional. We're going to do another what if question because that's been kind of fun. That is, what if Aang hadn't disappeared before Sozin's Comet? And when we say that, we're talking about the one right before Sozin's Comet, not the one where he disappeared for 100 years, but the one right before. What about that one? So uh, I'm going to have Chris give us a little context, a little setup, and then we will discuss. Yeah, so as before in these what-if episodes, we take one little flashpoint from the series of Avatar and go through um, how the events would unfold if something slightly different happened and what ramifications that would have on the story going forward. We might not go too far deep into things, but we'll get to like a natural point. And this is all on top of top of our heads right now. We're uh, we just kind of give and take with our opinions and thoughts as it goes. And yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. I'm not going to say that's the most well-researched way to go about it, but it does have a nice brainstormy effect of like any idea that comes out of your mouth feels like it could at least be explored, if not necessarily valid. So yeah. uh, I won't pretend that, that it beats like <laughs> hardcore research and rationale, but it certainly makes for the most entertaining ideas. So yeah, uh, we just covered in, in real real time, I don't know when this episode will actually appear, but in real time we just covered the episode where... Aang essentially sleepwalks off. He's having a moral dilemma of does he kill the Fire Lord or not when he um, when he approaches him and hopefully beats him. Man, he's just kind of glossing over the fact that he's actually got to fight him first. Whether or not he um, should kill the Fire Lord and he sleepwalks off and he meets the Lion Turtle that helps give him the answer or give him his answer. So do you want to set the flashpoint like yes, before he walks off that, so that he doesn't meet the turtle at all? Yes, he never falls into that weird sleepwalking thing. He just, like, Destiny doesn't just grab him and gravitate him towards the lion turtle. He just never, he just goes to sleep, he wakes up, and... It's called a bad go along sleep. With, he gets a bad sleep because he's nervous. Yeah, it's like probably, it. yeah, probably his best sleep. Um, and he just... Uh, Team Avatar goes on with the plan that they came up with with Sokka. Because before that, they went over their battle strategy. <laughs> like, they went over, like, hey, um, like, Sokka went over. He's like, me and Suki will attack from this edge. Um, Katara and Zuko will attack from here. And Aang would have a direct, direct hit towards the Fire Lord and killing him. Yeah, they didn't account for Zula. Yeah, the Father Lord. Um, they didn't, oh yeah, Torsen Melon Lord. Well, the father um, they didn't count for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For, weird, some, for some weird reason, Sokka did not account for Azula in this scenario. It's, that's a um, great point. Sokka, wake up, man. We we had so much faith yeah. in you. Maybe he took Azula off the board because Toph was technically off the board as well. I mean, I don't think that's why when that's a bad simulation. Um, <laughs> but. So, um, so in this, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'd say in this case they go ahead and go with that plan. Which, in talking with Zuko, I mean they would know, just as they know in the series, exactly where Fire Lord Ozai is going to be raining down fire onto the Earth Kingdom. So they will probably all uh, 
instead of Aang being lost, they would, would ride on Appa and go there three days or whatever the day of, of the comet. Um, which means a couple things don't happen. Aang doesn't meet the lion turtle, so therefore he doesn't learn uh, spirit bending. They don't, since Aang isn't lost, they don't need to go get June. Which hey, I'm I miss seeing June. I like I really like seeing her again. That's not why um, I thought you're gonna I agree with us. I thought we're going to the next big thing. Whatever, June. Isn't it? Yeah. No, I, I agree. That's I would not... I would miss June, but I was like jumping the shark a little bit. No, you're right. That wasn't the uh, that's, that's, that's not Bait really huge ramifications like Oh no, they didn't meet June. Everything's <laughs> how is she ever gonna meet Combustion Man if they don't talk to her now and send her after him? How is that gonna happen? Well, she Sorry, she dated him in the past, remember? Oh, right. That's yeah, because right. Kavushim is dead now. Um, Aang didn't kill him, but he didn't save him either. Yeah, it was his own yeah. fault. I'm not gonna not gonna put that in any. But the real that was definitely the real number two reason. The thing, yeah, thing that doesn't two, happen is that they don't find Iroh. They don't find the White Lotus. Um, and that moment between Iroh and Zuko does not happen, which is the Objectively, the greatest moment in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Objectively, to because Sean's opinion. Two out of two yeah. podcast hosts agree. <laughs> so, <laughs> I it's like those dental commercials. Two out of two podcast hosts agree that. And then the third podcast host is Iroh's Luca reunion is the best moment in Avatar: The Last Airbender. I I would be yeah I would recommend it in that sense. I keep thinking there's an episode of Reba. Uh, which my family used to watch Reba somewhat religiously. And Barbara Jean is excited because one of the girls wants to become a dentist. And she's like, now together we can be the four out of five dentists that recommend stuff. And that always struck me. Pretty like sitcom appropriate comedy. So I, I know it's probably the less exciting path, but it's the more interesting path to me, or at least when we're coming off the top of our heads, is that uh, the White Lotus still is at bossing say like they're still there yeah i think they still get there they're still yes. scheming probably coming up with their same plan to take back bossing say um iroh probably has a certain amount of intelligence to the fire lord's plan so we don't get the the, the touching moment but we still get the white lotus badassery that's yeah. about to none go of down. that absolutely none of that changes because it's not like no additional characters helped them in that invasion. Um, it might even be so, yeah. more covert, less attention, more of a, a cool surprise for us as the viewers when you see this whole group together. Like, that's what the White Lotus is. That's awesome when you just see them taking back yeah. bossing, say. So, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm leaning to that path first, other than it seems like it would be really interesting to be introduced to the White Lotus officially just by seeing them take back Blossing Zay and maybe even head off some of the attack on the Earth Kingdom if they got through things fast enough? Uh, I mean, they don't seem... I don't think they were that fast to go from the Earth Kingdom. I'm guessing... I'm guessing Iroh, uh, Ozai attacked the Earth Kingdom from the most close border, which is... Um, Northeast? Which which would be the... Like the uh, west. West side of the Earth Kingdom. Bossing say is like in the northeast part, like more than northern, yeah, like northeast. Okay, I gotta Google the map. I'm out of swords altogether. <laughs> keep keep going. Like, don't wait on me. Um, just... 
Yeah. So that part of the story still remains uh, the same, still remains unchanged, but Team Avatar will be headed towards the eastern side of of the Earth Kingdom to meet um, to meet the Fire Lord and his uh, airships and everything like that, which means that Azula is because Zuko never talked to Iroh and Iroh never suggested that he goes to the Fire Nation and fight Azula. He would Azula would just be crowned Fire Lord. She would have no no one there to challenge her her, her claim to the throne or anything like that. But is that like maybe not I don't know, like maybe no, that doesn't impact <clears throat> a whole lot. Like she'd be crowned now and True, so we'll we'll have to see where we get there. Okay, um, that's fair. But first, I can see that not team... mattering in the short term, other than she's just like up on her high and mighty throne, getting like a false sense of security or something. Yeah. Um. So it would be, so essentially, against Ozai's forces. So before it was, Ang, Toph. <clears throat> Sokka and Suki versus the airships and Ozai, but now it would be those f- Aang, Sokka, Toph, Suki, um, Katara, and Zuko versus all of them. So I would guess, but they would be on Appa, um, which Toph would still, I would guess it would still be Toph and and uh, and Suki and and why can't I think of freaking names? So Suki and Saga taking out the airships because that worked perfectly fine without them. But could and they be there be... earlier? Could they get to the Armada before it takes off? Oh, like I, d- mm. I feel like we we have yeah. saved at least at least a full no. day, right? At least on their side, oh, maybe you're... not on the. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So let's um, let's take it out a little went. easier before they're already in the air and. Sh- stuff is you know deadly yeah but wait a minute where did they take did they take off they took off from the fire nation yeah because they would have had taken off from the fire okay well that's so are they in transit i mean we're gonna have to just kind of guess here but well the airships i think what if the illhound I'm trying to think of where. Ah, I'm pretty sure I could look it up. Um, I, I found a map that I mean it was kind of nice, kind of helpful, but mostly it made me realize uh, that I want a map on my wall. Like I want one of these very artistic maps on like that kind of leathery fake hide stuff. I want it, so it wasn't helpful as much as it was distracting. But um, I think it's um, fair to wonder if the Armada would have been in transit, if not still kind of hanging out in its Fire Nation base. I'm just curious. I don't know if they were at their... Like, I could see them um, starting their... I could see them, like, at some midway point um, between the Fire Nation and the Earth Kingdom, but not necessarily taking off... I don't think we'll take off straight from it. I'm just curious where Master Piandu says that the Eelhound would get them to. Uh, I'm gonna listen in real quick. I'm just gonna gesticulate but, uh... while you're listening, because <laughs> I think that 
no matter which of these is true, it would still be easier to potentially ambush this airship armada um, either in transit if they're not in full-on attack mode, you know, if they're just you know, going over the ocean. Everybody's yeah. down below deck playing cards or whatever. I don't, I don't know what the phrase is for, for airships. I think that would uh, it would be easier stop. to ambush in transit, and then also it wouldn't necessarily be an ambush in the same regard, but like either way, I think it could be better for that particular trio of Sokka, Toph, and Suki if they even if we determine that they still elected to carry out that plan of, hey, you guys go uh, handle this armada that's going to head towards the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> Let's see here. My, uh... Oh, dang it. Uh, my controller. <laughs> Can you hear it from the background? <laughs> Just barely. Uh, yeah, this is such a distraction. Okay. And... Okay, this one. Right. No, don't. My controller keeps like going in and out because it wasn't charged. I have a power strip under my TV with all my favorite consoles, but to be safe, I unplug or I turn that power strip off like at nights and stuff because there's a storm or whatever. But that means that my controllers on my Switch are never charged. Yeah. Okay. Okay, got it. So he says the airship base is off a small small island off the Earth Kingdom shore. Okay. Um, which <clears throat> so that's where the that's where the uh, ships were at. Which I was thinking that that was important because it was in the Fire Nation, and they will come more into conflicts with like all the Fire Nation forces. Um, also, Azula would be closer there. All right, so. The airships are a small base, which is still a military base. Like, maybe it gets harder if they're on the ground in the military base. I would think it might be somewhat easier if they're in the air. Maybe not. That might be stupid either way. Oh, you you think you think it would? Do you think it'll be easier to take out the ships before they take off? Relative to them already being in like full-on attack mode, uh, everybody in position, all in formation. I feel like I would rather have them in transit in between the two and unsuspecting because nobody's supposed to know about their plan. Uh, but then there's still the logistical issue of, all right, how do you actually do it? Like, you just have your flying bison and your three people. But I, st- I still think it'd be easier there. Uh, parked in a small base maybe the hardest, right? Because it's still a military base of some type. Um, wow. That one's a little sketchy for me. I don't, I, either way, I'm having trouble deciding the logistics of how they actually get it all to go down. Um, I would think that they would want to take them, take out the ships before they get in the air. So I do think that they would be fighting before the ships get up. Maybe some type of um, guerrilla warfare, some some soccer clever designer invention to disable them all. Um, invention's like too strong think- a word, but but. More of a guerrilla tactic, sneak attack. Well, yeah, I think Toph would quickly take out the rudders. And I think Toph, I, mean, I think Sokka would come up with that plan of like, well, I invented these airships. If this little rudder is off, Toph, hurry up, go take out all the rudders. Then they don't even get up in the air in the first place. I like that. So maybe it is easiest before they leave the ground. Uh, less of a logistical in-air nightmare to deal with. Yeah. 
And I can see them doing that fairly covertly because you don't have to like. I think Sokka is smart enough to make that plan. And then once they're all grounded, right, it'll be like some cinematic thing of like, all right, let's go, let's go. And then they all like airships up and then it's like, just like bolts and nuts flying things. everywhere in comical cartoon yeah. <laughs> fashion. Uh, okay, uh, so if they if they are under stealth attack, does it? In my head, it attracts the attention of like either Ozai says, "Hey, the Avatar knows our plan and he's here, so he goes there," or or maybe they don't know that the Avatar is there, but maybe it attracts Azula or somebody else's attention to come to their aid. Like, does it does it draw anybody else out of the Fire Nation that might be tactically I think, useful? Um, I think honestly, I think Azula is stuck. I don't think she gets any she messages get to close to it. I mean, it, it's like miles away from the palace. Is Ozai on the base um, then? Because he was part yes. of the Armada. Yeah, yeah, Ozai's definitely there. Um, so Ozai would get that notification. Ozai would greet, not greet. Ozai would meet hey everybody. Guys. So maybe hey you guys. just want to maybe you just want to disable Seems the airships. Like you my plan. Maybe you just want to disable the airships and then get out of dodge and hope that of all the people on the base, the only Ozai knows how to fly. <laughs> like you just disable um, their transportation, and now if he wants to do it, he's gonna have to do it himself. And then maybe Ink can draw him out somewhere on his own. One thing will be more like, I think it will be like Ozai and hundreds. Of Fire Nation soldiers all amped up on Sosin's Comet against like Sid's kids. Right. So that's what if which you is, can if you can covertly take out those ships, which we I think we agree yes. seems like it could be done, and then you get away really fast. But those other Fire Nation soldiers, like those guys can't fly. They're not going anywhere. They're stuck on an island. So then you gotta get Aang to draw Ozai out. Like Ozai gonna he's gonna find a way to get wherever Aang can get to him. But like, sort of. Yeah. Well, I think I would think that they would be on to it fast enough, and they probably have like on a drone. Would Ang be able? So it, the smart thing for Ang and them to do is be like, "Oh, well, we stopped their ships. Um, now we should. Like, now there's no threat." But I'm, I would guess they would still Fire Nation would still be a threat because they can still. It would just be ships. Know, like they would have to be shipping to the mainland. But you know, honestly, if yeah. You're, I guess they. If, I guess they will get on. Yeah, I guess they will get on to their, their, uh, their, boat ships, not their, air, <laughs> their water ships. Ships is such a vague word. It is. Uh, yeah. uh their their boat ships. The thing is, though, it's like boat ships don't. You don't have to. You don't need a, a, a sub word to say ships. It's just it's regular like ships. ships. Yeah. Like airships, like no, you gotta say airships. That's just because boat ships, ships came. Boat ships came first. That's why. Yeah, I mean that's true. I, I mean, I'm just um, guessing. I it's like a what ship, if there but are it's earth ships. They... Why aren't, yeah, why aren't, there's water ships, there's airships. Why well, aren't there earth ships? On your and... car, an earth ship. You know, you're the fire captain. ships. You're not. You're not a driver with a driver's license. You're a captain of an earth ship. I, I like it. That's catchy. I th- um, I think they disable as much as they can, in particular the airship armada, because that's the plan. And then they they get out, and they might you know encounter resistance or something. But I'm not about to imagine a world where where they die during this very well executed sneak attack. But I think their goal after that is just to get away as as quickly as possible, 
and then let Aang figure out how to execute the next part of his plan, which involves drawing the Ozai out away from the stronghold, I think. But I still think Ozai, I don't think, will let this opportunity go to waste. <laughs> right? He's like, I got Sosa's comment. Um, I think he will get on a ship, get an armada of ships, and go towards the Earth kingdom that Ship, way ships yeah um so sure they're just like raising they're just like raising it but just from the water like as far as they can reach now uh probably foot right we're like an infantry like all right we're just gonna do this on foot yeah which okay I'll, i can give you that and then there's still or maybe they have those thing. smaller balloon war balloons that they have um and i would think they would have dozens of war balloons it's, it's not as good as having 12 airships or eight nine airships not like heavily i I don't remember how many but not heavily Um, armed you know metal behemoth i think they would still have i think they would they would take like oh two dozen air balloon war balloons and then a whole armada of ships hot air balloons don't move don't don't control directionally quite as well like they might be better off just doing it on foot like everybody hop out (laughs) and then just uh, my my wife's mother was a was a fan of hot air balloons, and the biggest takeaway I have from that is, I was told that they do not uh, directionally not very sharp, so I, they might just be better on foot. Take a boat. I feel like these balloons are because I mean Zuka was on one, and they were pretty good at navigating. Got where they needed to go. Yeah. Okay, so you're vouching for attempting I'm the, vouching the for rays the... via war balloons. Yes, and ships. Yeah. Well, ships to a very limited extent. The first ten feet. <laughs> <I> can, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can get. That, that would just get them. That would just get. It's just a matter of getting to, more population yeah. people there, right? Like you got you got the ground, got the ground people on the walking <laughs> or on air tanks, things like that. I agree to um, that to the extent that it. Uh, it still is a it's a better scenario in this little circle that we're talking about is a better scenario for the group like still easier to take out these war balloons and stuff later when we get to that part yeah uh, than it is these these heavily armed air armada ships yes yeah i can get on board with that so so you probably have hundreds of fire nation soldiers i mean i'm guessing that they meet them there so you have hundreds of Fire Nation soldiers on the ground, and then you have, uh, what I say, about a dozen, I say two dozen war balloons. So there's going to have to be team fly on Appa to take out the war balloons. I, f- which I feel of- like Suki and Appa could do a lot of damage on their own to a bunch of war balloons. Uh, I mean, she doesn't. She she doesn't have a sword in this case. She just has she doesn't have fans. She doesn't have a weapon at all now. She doesn't have fans. It. Not right now because uh, she was taken hostage and she never had her fans on her. Get to envision a cool scenario where Sokka just throws one boomerang and takes out all the war balloons. Just, <laughs> just all um. Wow, what was that movie called? I like that movie. Um, dang it with Morgan Freeman. Master of the Flying uh, Guillotine? No, that's not it. Sorry. Uh, um, wanted. Wanted. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Or they're, they're fraternity of assassins. Oh. And, and they can, like, curve bullets. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I like that movie. 
Uh, it had like a, I I liked all the in between stuff. I didn't care for the sort of. So the the pinnacle of it for me is when he hits the buddy in the face with the keyboard and the Fe comes up Prince on the screen. Scott. It's like the pinnacle of 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 douchebaggery included into movies just yeah. to make guys named oh, yeah, Kyle Finnegan. Yeah. <laughs> and when he hits um the keyboard, the keys come out and say come off of like, it and to, yeah, if you. <laughs> that, that's for guys who drink monster energy drinks and wear tap out clothing and who watch yeah. that in theaters got real hyped and i just couldn't do it that was, that was chris pratt right the friend yeah i think yeah yeah i yeah, think it's okay. been a long time but i can handle all yeah. the in-between stuff as good action but okay so that sounds stupid but does it sound as stupid <laughs> as the fact that they managed to use one error armada ship to you know to take out the other eight or nine or ten or whatever there were so like maybe it's possible that they could yeah. handle a bunch of a uh, bunch of war balloons having katara for war balloons would be very handy like you're in the air to me it would be water katara, to work with, and you just start slicing yeah. stuff up would be way Pretty more much exactly how, exactly how she did in the invasion episode mm-hmm. um so it'll be probably does katara. she get to be there because we never had the coronation agni kai does she get to be with that yes. crew yeah, oh yeah, all the team Avatar is there because they don't go to the Fire Nation. Um, so if I, in my head, it will be Katara and Sokka on Appa taking out war balloons. Definitely Toph on the ground taking out members because that, that's just pure Toph. That's where she's at. You know, like, and maybe the, even preventing ships from getting stuff. She practiced her sand beach, uh, sand bending, so maybe her beach work of preventing ships from oh. from releasing everything, or maybe not to that extent, but just slowing down all of the the any tanks, <laughs> any any ground machines they might have. She's pretty pretty good one man wrecking crew now that she metal bends and sand bends. Yeah, uh, so that leaves Zuko. And he let's, Suki let's, would also, we, Suki would also be on the ground. I think I want. I, I still think I want Suki in the air. I feel like she's going to do some damage with a projectile throwing weapon. Maybe not. Um, I just don't. I, just, I mean, I would like her there. I, just I want don't her and Suki together, together. Or her and uh, her and Sokka together. Sokka. And then I also kind of secretly, just for this episode, don't read anything into this, but I also kind of just want Toph and Suko together uh, on the ground because that sounds a lot of fun to me. Some bonding, some bonding experience. So, Suki is admittedly more pointless in, in this without weapons and stuff. I still feel like you don't think that she could take, like, Sokka's like, man, I don't know if I can hit all 12, and she just, like, takes his boomerang and, and throws it and just... You know what, she, she's good enough, I think. She, she'll be able to find some type of weapon. She, I don't think she was... Wait a minute, she must have her fan. Sokka said fan and sword. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I think her. either way, she... I want her in the air personally. I think I don't know that it's the better place for her, but I think she's going to be able to uh, work mm, with Sokka, yeah, or work with Sokka and Sokka's weapons. I mean, yeah, she has Sokka's back, and she is so good I'm, with I'm, every I'm, weapon that you put in her hand. She seemed she seemed not as useful in the situation on the ground. So situation on the ground, I mean, she's going to be good either way because she is our number one non bender. Um, in, in the series, so you know she's gonna be useful everywhere. But I just I just like the envision that she gets to stay up there with Sokka, and then Suko and Toph are down on the ground, and Suko maybe has some helpful insight as to how things are gonna. He's like, hey, three or four tanks gonna go out of there, and Toph's like, nope, you know, like uh, yeah, just seems. I want to see that teamwork there. 
So now we have the the, the main matchup is Aang versus Ozai, um, which I feel like will go exactly how it went in the show. <laughs> um, except for, I feel like, I mean, the fight's going to be all over the place. And Katara, I'm not sure, will be able to help him out. I don't think they can stick with him. The way that they're jumping between these giant uh, spiders yes. and pillars, and <laughs> yeah. like even if they wanted to. So in in my head, the rest of Team Avatar has the rest of the Fire Navy kind of at a stalemate elsewhere, just holding down the fort. And I'm okay with just kind of putting them off to the side for now while we move to a fight that probably does look mostly the same. You know, yeah, but- I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like I have to let Aang get the pokey rock power get the pokey rock <laughs> because to me that was it's so destiny like that it's gonna happen regardless i can't think of a good reason not for him to be in that situation again yeah and it's uh, a lot of fun <laughs> and it's a yeah. lot of fun too so so is it fair to say that we can we can cut to the point <laughs> i think where Aang has to make a decision, right? Like we, I think we can say that for the most part, everything would come to a similar result, different means, similar result to that. Point. Uh, yes, Aang would go into the Avatar state, wreak complete havoc on Fire Lord um, Ozai, about to kill him with all the power of all the past Avatars in the world with the four elements, and then he decides not to do it, and he takes away his bending, and then. And then they all defeat, like probably in great fashion, right? I see Toph doing some amazing earth bending, taking out a whole bunch of different people. Zuko taking out a lot of different people. Also, you know, they have a little some great action there. Um, Suki, Katara, and Sokka in the air taking out war balloons. So, yeah, so they they win that day. Does. But so you're saying that you don't think Aang kills Ozai? None of those other Avatar past lives speeches get to him at all? Uh, well, I guess no. he didn't have those, does he? Oh, wait. He doesn't have those. He doesn't have those. Wait, he, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am missing stuff. He doesn't. He's not able to take away Ozai's bending yeah. anymore because he doesn't. Yeah, so does this, it, that was, so that was just, the, point. The, the question we need to ask is, like, does he kill him or does he not, right? That's the, the, the big end game here. To me, he still doesn't kill him. So how does Aang defeat him? I feel um, this way the whole Aang. time, and I'm disappointed that they don't like present it. I know they're working up to a dramatic finish, but maybe even a small flaw to me is that they like disregard the possibility that he can be incapacitated <laughs> without like stealing his energy like you can incapacitate like last time i checked he can't fire he can't shoot powerful fire from his eyes i think that they're like ang could in creative ang fashion find a way to incapacitate him like all right you encase his whole body in, in in stone and then surrounded by a layer of water maybe the first layer is water and ice to subdue his abilities and then stone and then you suspend him in midair in this ball of air until we figure out what the hell we're gonna do with him <laughs> Like I feel like you can completely he does. He pretty much, temporarily he pretty much does what, incapacitate him. Yeah, you know, I think what happens is he goes into Avatar State. He's about to kill Ozai, and he doesn't do it. 
he says, you know, he's pretty much the same thing. No, I can't, can't do it. And then Ozai pretty much says, like, even with all the power in the world, you're still weak. And then Aang pretty much does exactly what Wan with his hand. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much does exactly what Wan does to Vatu. I feel like that would be kind of suffocating. Um, which that's fine because he'll pass out. Uh, you know, he, and he once wraps he passes out, you throw him in a, in a really cold prison, like they did. What's his name later on in the ice prison? Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, they only need to. I, I think they only need to uh, incapacitate him until Sosin's comment is gone, because he cannot take out all six members of Team Avatar by himself, especially with Aang, who has access to the Avatar State at this point. Especially if he's in um, any kind of like. If you told me, hey, if you wrap him in ice and then and then brick, but during Sozin's comet, he's just so powerful that he just opens up his palms, and poof, it blows out. And I'd be like, fine, if you're going to be that picky. But once Sozin's comet's gone, if you've managed to incapacitate him, and I think Aang finds a way, he's not going to have that same ability. He yeah. So I, which I think is a fine, if less interesting, solution. But I want to have do the whole thing. To kill him, but, but so yeah, or Aang, you know, takes out the air out of his lungs, and yeah, and he he passes out because he can't breathe, but he, he doesn't die. He dies. Oh, hey, that's kind of like what if he uh, like uses air bending, and it just like pulls the air from his lungs just to make him pass out, like a nice touch. Like yeah. I don't need the Avatar state to beat you. I don't need Ooh, all the powers of the Avatar. Yeah, I just, okay. just like classic no, Airbender move. The airbender, yeah, which is like, of which is, which I think is, which I think is poetic justice. I think so, because yeah. the Fire Nation wiped out the air nomads, and it's like, no, air is a powerful element that you just underestimated. Like, we're actually one of the most powerful benders we can be, but power isn't what we aspire to, right? We hold ourselves back. We don't, we don't th- thrive in lust for power he, like the Fire Nation does. Even though he never gets that speech, uh, that's still kind of his way yeah. of like. Uh, uh, staying true to himself and staying true to his duty as the Avatar. Yeah, some kind of he yeah. invents the uh, the lung decompression technique. The name is a work yeah. in progress. <laughs> um, yeah, take your breath away. So it really shows that it really shows that not only did Aang not go back on the Air Nomad philosophies, but he furthered them even further, reinforced them. I have this cool vision in my head of like Ozai still shit talking him, and he kind of draws the breath out of his mouth a little bit, but you can, like, see it. Like, you mm-hmm. see, like, a wisp of white, and yeah. then Ozai just kind of, like, like going on Emperor just Palpatine like, and shriveling up a little bit. Or, uh, or yeah, dead. just like Sahir does against the Earth Queen, but he doesn't take it that far. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool, we have all this great evidence to work out for. He just, like, shrivels up, and his eyes get all big, and he's like, that's a great idea, and his little breath. And then Aang just, like, a <laughs> little bit, just enough for him to keep staying alive while he's entrapped in his, in his tomb. I kind of like that. I dig that a lot, actually. I mean, it's not as fun because you don't get the energy bending and somewhere else along the line we're going to regret not having energy bending if we can't reintroduce (laughs) it. But um, I think that's a pretty satisfying ending to this series, though. And then we're assuming, also, I think that the White Lotus fight kind of goes down the same way it did. Yeah, White Lotus fight goes down exactly how it did before. Um, so Team Avatar has defeated Fire Lord Ozai. But Azula's still on the throne because she hasn't been beaten yet. Azula's still, yeah, Azula's still on the throne, but she is now like outnumbered. Which then makes her the big bad of the series, which is 
sitting, I guess. I feel like she would need a power-up, though, because she's definitely not as strong as... She's, like, the third strongest person, the fourth strongest person at this point, because even Zuko is stronger than her. Katara is strong on her. Katara's never lost against her. Aang is strong on her. Iroh. I don't think the story extends. I think they go, and she's crazy, and, and they're getting just being insane and outnumbered is easy like i don't no, think it extends I mean, I think, the story i think they just they, they take her out pretty quick I think they just yeah i don't think it's that much work to get into the fire nation and even if they want to like call the white lotus like hey we're gonna go invade the fire nation and we're gonna put zuko on the throne like whether they need fire nation's help or just team avatar's help i think they could do it now that's Either not way. as like it doesn't feel as satisfying because it's a little anticlimactic, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be like maybe maybe uh, she's going crazy and Zuko could still say no. I think I need to be the one to do this. Uh, you know, the, well, the I same think, kind of Agni Kai can yeah. still happen. True, Agni Kai can still happen. You're absolutely right. In fact, I kind of I think everyone would be fine with the Agni Kai still happening. Like it will be agreed upon. Because honor and, recalls it to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it could be a pretty similar outcome. The only difference is instead of just Katara as a backup, you got like, I mean, everybody pointing their guns at you now. Yeah. Uh, also, but it's still not like, just an honorable Agni Kai. Yeah. And everybody trusts you. It's, like, it's like a sign of, hey, you, we're not going to intervene. This is you. We believe in you. Yeah. It's not like they have to take over the Fire Nation, right? Because that was never the plan. The plan was never like, hey, we need somebody on the throne. They can be on our side. They're just like, we just need to stop the Fire Nation from invading all of these villages. So I think only they're going to go in and be like, hey, we got to go to the Fire Nation. Just like, we got to defeat Azula, regain honor to everybody. So we. So, so we, Fire Nation we, needs to regain honor. So then I can see it being uh, like, well, let's make this come down to tradition in Agni Kai, Zuko versus Azula. So we did kind of miss in there, though, somewhere. I think that the touching Iroh Zuko moment still needs to happen, and then that kind of speech be given, where it is determined that yeah, it's not about taking over the Fire Nation, but it is about yes, there is a mission to get Fire Zuko Nation. on the throne, so we can still have that mission, um, still the purpose, and then also still the touching moment. So maybe it just happens uh, back at the Fire Nation, you know, when everybody retreats back to the Fire Nation to face Azula who becomes the ultimate big bad, which what I like about this is that I've never been the biggest Ozai fan. You know, I've always complained that, like, like evil for the sake of being evil, and we've always discussed Azula being a more satisfying villain. So in a way, this is kind of gratifying, too. Um, so maybe they well, have I their, think, their I touching think cinematic-wise, right, if you got Azula facing against Zuko, but having nobody in her corner... That drives her even like crazier. But Zuko has Iroh, all of Team Avatar, all of White Lotus, everyone backing him. It it completely changes um, Azula's um, image of herself, right? Her image of herself was before it was like she has everyone's. I'm this powerful. Like, everyone fears her. Yeah, yeah, she's just powerful. Everyone needs to bow down to her. But now here it's like Zuko has everything. Zuko has all the support that I thought I had. In fact, they break out. Well, they don't need to break out. Um, Ty Lee and May out of prison. I mean, they can't. They want, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so in my head, that oh, fight... maybe and maybe that's also why that's also why Zuko has to go back. He has to break May out of 
out of prison. He can't just leave her there. You're right, so that's what gets them back, and that's when they run into Iroh, and then Iroh gives the speech, and you're like, you know what? While I'm here, maybe I should do the throne thing also. Uh, yeah. So the fight, what I want to see out of this fight, though, uh, so Azula's crazy, and she's mad, but she's still got nothing to lose, so she like puts it all into one big lightning bolt, like even like blue, but then also like a strand of white in there, like a big funnel strain of white and it's okay. crazy good but we've got like a a new heightened confident zuko with everybody at his back so he doesn't get hurt taking any bullets for katara he just redirects it uh at something symbolic like he redirects it at a certain part of the palace or something like that and just blasts it to, to smithery just ashes yeah. and crumbles something that purely symbolic um and then some kind of repercussion for that throws azula off balance and then he pursues and incapacitates Ooh, it's uh how about imagine azula being like in front of the crown pal- palace she lightning bends at zuko it's got to be the he biggest decides, baddest lightning bend yeah that we've seen he decides not to redirect it at her because that will kill her yeah zuko's not down for that but instead he redirects it at the palace right above her head and it falls down not on her because he doesn't <laughs> That defeats the purpose of him redirecting the lightning to the That's unintended consequence. No, I think yeah. uh, it, it you know causes a, a stumble or a trap or just something that allows Zuko to go purely on the offensive. And from that point, it's like, I don't want to say not a match, but clearly, like, show, demonstrating that he has clearly surpassed her in skill in not having lost his marbles. I, um, I'd watch the crap out of that. That sounds like a great fight. Or a great it's a short fight, but a great moment. Yeah, so that's how I think that's how the series would end. You know, they would have a nice little uh, little moment. Go back to Boston and say, um, and uh, ask for other things afterwards, real quick. As I say, we I don't think we want to take the time to delve into the whole thing, but like, what's the biggest? What's the biggest few things that are going to be impacted in the Legend of Korra? Like, when does energy well, not, bending come or happen, or what's going to happen because it doesn't? Well, I'm not sure that Zuko will be able to find his mother. Um, no, I'm going to say he'll still be able to find his mother, yes. Because Ozai will still be alive, will still be in prison, and he will still try to work with... Zuko will still try and put Azula in the same asylum and work with her, so I think he'll still find his mother. As for energy bending, Korra... Aang, I'm guessing Aang would die the same. That all happens the same way. Aang I think still so, because we've got a similar Korra. story up to this point. Yeah. Korra will still be born. She'll still be the Avatar. Um, Amon would take three of her bendings away, and Aang would not know energy bending. And so he wouldn't be able to restore her bending, um, which I think would make for some very interesting story for Korra. Right. I think if they redid Korra, they probably wouldn't have given her her bending back so quickly. Because they knew it was one, at that point it was one season, so you kind of swear had to give her back her bending. Um, but that would have dealt with some really interesting story. Maybe Korra would have to go on a journey of more uh, self, find herself and everything. Uh, spiritually, she has to I don't know, figure out how to undo what was done to her. I think she'll be able to figure it out through a lot of trial and and also become even more spiritual probably just using uh, airbending she, uh, when she can't focus on her um, what am I trying to say when she can't use those other bending types as a crutch 
And then she uh, goes on a spiritual journey and she learns platelet bending to fix herself. No, um, I like the idea of her becoming generally more spiritual. Um, I think crutch crutch is the right word I'm going to use. She doesn't have the the physical abilities at that stage to land on as a crutch. So she's got to turn to other things. And also, I think harmonic convergence, when that happens, it's enough, I think, to... Everything is so spiritually heightened, it might be enough to awaken her other bending. It can awaken her bending. Uh, it would I mean, because be... Rava would be, like... Rava would be uh, somehow affected by harmonic convergence, just like Vatu. So I could see some type of story element in there, bringing back her bending. Also, that book's called Spirits, and she'll become more spiritual, finding herself. Mm-hmm. And from that point on... It might be after that energy say. bending is kind of it. You know, it's really the one big moment. I could be missing stuff, or maybe in the uh, oh. extended universe stuff. But that mm-hmm. does. I don't. I can't think of other things personally where energy bending comes into play. I mean, Cora uses it in, in her fight against Vatu, which I think that would still happen. Maybe um, that's uh, that's what would awaken it, or part of where she would discover it, or understand that she had to use it and then discover it in her spiritual yeah. journey learn how to energy maybe you know she comes in contact with the lion turtle in some way shape yeah. or form yeah the lion turtle's out there somewhere i'm comfortable saying that it could still be passed on just as it was given to ang in a fashion that was timely not given to uh taught or or understood by oh wait a minute my bad amon i'm sorry i went over some amon never happens because ang never takes away his dad's bending so oh yeah 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 See, i forget that never... stuff because that's in the pieces yeah. that so amon is never influenced to learn how to take someone's bending away um, i mean well could amon could there could he still be uh a, you know the influence is different but could he still very well be a bloodbender against out yeah. against ang for taking think, his dad away i think he would still you know? be a I think he could still be a bloodbender, still be a villain. I'm just not sure he'll have the ability to take bending away because he was so inspired. I mean, he could still figure it out, honestly. Because if he thinks about cheap blocking, the way he figured out the way blood bend, the way he takes up people's bending is he uses part of cheap blocking because you understand how chakras flow and everything, and also it's water healing. He will still have that ability. Um, but what you've just and, uh, said doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I agree that the inspiration wasn't there, but I feel like he could. I think he could still. It would. Like, like he wouldn't be motivated to take people's bending away, but he could just generally have have learned about or figured out chi blocking and put these pieces together on his own. Um, I get why yeah, the inspiration's maybe. not there, the original idea, but you know he had some free time on his hands as a young lad <laughs> to figure all this stuff out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing. Maybe he's a descendant uh, of Ty Lee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Yakon would still get away as he got away from before. Um, he'll probably still go to... He'll still have kids. And he'll still be a crappy father. Don't <laughs> probably still think that, that... Now he has bending. And he gets away. Which could be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I have no idea from there. From no, it's, well, it's a, it's a pretty big yeah. can of worms. I would like to think yeah. that I, I'm not like a real believer in destiny or anything, but I would like to believe that Amon still 
could have had I'm the a, inspiration to put pieces I'm together. I'm going to go with the story a that bending. we came up with. Mont takes away course three bending. Um, and, uh, which will be even more crazy. Like, who the heck can take away bending? Like, not even the Avatar can do that. That's wild. He's never done that before. That's wild. Or, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I sort of, just for a second, I flipped on my head. I was like, or he could just be, like, a really powerful, infamous bloodbender, you know? Yeah. And they could just know in advance yeah. and take all the mystery. But it's it's got less, like, theater to it without that. So, I, you know. But I generally like the idea of having, essentially, a whole season where where Korra is is down to her last element and having to fight through yeah. that and go on a journey to learn how to heal herself, maybe in the same path or a similar path to how Amon learned to, uh, to blood bend like that in the first place or how to take people's bending away in the first place. Similar journey in reverse. Yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll watch it. <laughs> I, well, and what's most important is I think the, the result from the first season that we have discussed is still pretty satisfying too. Granted, you don't get to see a lion turtle, but it's still a pretty satisfying ending that I think we put together there. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think we're all, uh, gosh, how long have we been talking? Almost 50 minutes? Didn't yeah. think that was going to be a 50 minute conversation. <laughs> Always oh. underestimate. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. As long as, yeah, it doesn't feel forced. But on that note, I have nothing left to say, so I'm not going to force anything else. I'm just going to say, Chris, uh, thank you for joining. And everyone else, thanks for, for bearing with a couple of these. Uh, I'm just going to call them one-off episodes that are occurring for reasons. And we hope that there is an additionally regular scheduled episode following this as shortly as possible. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Chris. Uh, I'm Sean. That's Chris. Objective Geek on Twitter and YouTube. I'm Sean Shaler. You can find the podcast on last underscore podcasters on Instagram and Twitter. And we also have a last podcasters Facebook page. So check us out there. Thank you for watching and listening or whatever it is you do to absorb our content. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>